guys, this is Nikki K and welcome to Beyond Astro K Podcast, where today I am bringing you the weekly planetary conversation with the tarot card message. So this week guys, for, sorry, for July the 5th till Sunday, July the 11th. So we're in the second week of cancer season and you know how is your cancer season going i know it's really early but how is it going so guys the planets are in you know as always they're in conversation there's a mixture of it starts off really promising you know for the first three days and then it gets a little bit crazy but then it gets very life-changing and i say life-changing because we have the new moon in cancer so So it starts off on Monday with the planets, you know, the sun, which is shining on Cancer, highlighting Cancer's, you know, themes of home, family, self-care, getting in touch with our roots, also resting and chilling and doing things at the own, you know, at your own pace with Uranus in Taurus. These two are having conversations until Wednesday. And what are they saying? Are you guys ready to hear? Well, basically, what these two planets are saying is that there's change coming. There's a lot of change coming, but this change is going to be very, like, simulating, but also very surprising. This is, this is also showing us the change that is going to come can be very exciting or very shocking. But at the same time, it's going to be something that we all, that we need in our life. You know, change during this time is going to be really good. But also, you know, and this change could also increase our awareness and it increase our confidence. Because, you know, it's, you know, if we've been waiting for something to come for a very long time and it just miraculously appears, or we are thinking and feeling that we need change in our lives and it does happen this is the energy that is showing us it could happen also some of us i feel especially with these planets talking they're saying some of us also could be feeling that there's change coming um you know from you know from our hearts like oh my god like you know you you could have you know uranus does rule that the nervous system so some of us could actually feel quite nervous because we can feel something coming on and it may or may not be what we envisioned but you know we felt that this is coming on this is good for like love relationships obviously you know you can get very experimental you know you can just say to your partner you know let's just go here let's just go to this park um somewhere you've never been before and this obviously can lead into the bedroom too you know this is also great for you know meeting up with friends speaking with friends and having like sort of like crazy you know that you know when you meet up with people whether it's friends or even new people you can have some really crazy conversations and also some people that enter your life as well can also be quite zany quite eccentric because you know taurus rules cancer's 11th house and cancers at the moment are going through this type of theme where they're meeting people that are a bit zany and crazy so you know if you are 
you know and also the change that can also come that these planets are saying is you know not sticking to like a routine you know next the, the first three days monday to wednesday don't be surprised if your routine just goes a bit out of whack don't also be surprised if you find that you're really curious about other things that you've never been curious about so if you're a person that likes reading romantic books next you know you're reading like scientific books you know want to know about technology because what uranus rules or you know you're really into like fixing your computer um learning about wires and you know so your curiosity is going to really expand and yeah so this is what it's actually saying but also this can also as always create new opportunities for yourself this also could be a new job guys you know especially leading up to the cancer new moon and the card message we have for this because the card message is always going to be helping us is the four of wands and the four of sorry the four of swords it's it's about you know you know it can be when you see this card it's like oh what's going to happen because it is a um jupiter in libra card and this card actually is about you know sorrow or like misfortune but you know it is about recovery as well it's about resting it's about recovery it's about recovering from something that was painful in the past or you know you're thinking about something and it's just on your mind all the time so you know it, it could be anything it could be emotional upheaval or anything that is anything that you've that that makes you feel really sensitive so this card is saying you know even though we're going to be very busy for the next three days try and relax try and rest because some of the changes that comes you know the four of swords is saying some of the changes that actually comes it can make some of us feel quite um like not scared but like oh i wish things could go back to normal or you know i wish things didn't work out like that i'm just i'm really not used to this type of like energy so it's really good to rest it's not really a negative card it depends on what the depends on what other cards there are but i feel for this one it's about resting and you know really you know if you're going to be planning if, if and also rest and trying to be open because you know your days can definitely change for the next three days and you have to be really you know sort of calm and open to seeing what comes this is what this card is saying and you know and don't be and don't be afraid to be not want to be around people too much as well because you know when when, when this whiz of the whiz of change could be like the tazatomania you know running around and and it's just like you're in the moment but then it's just like oh i just need to be by myself i need to rest so this card is actually saying rest so the next but also you know we can also see it as a positive as well then we have on tuesday we have the third with this yeah it's the third mercury in gemini it's squares neptune now mercury's been in gemini for a while guys it's been for a while and it feels like it's been forever actually you know but I've, i'm sure we've actually learned from this for the first time yes the second time but the first time mercury squared neptune 
it was I'm sure and also remember with Mercury was retrograde so I'm sure a lot of us felt like our mind and our life was out of control so this is the second one that's happening and it's until Wednesday as well so not only you know the the, the actual big we're gonna feel is more from Wednesday so you know obviously with Mercury it's very strong in Gemini but with Neptune involved you know I've spoken about this before so feel free to go back to my you know my YouTube page my YouTube my podcast and you know listen to what I spoke about this but just like an overview it's just saying that you know when it comes to like our mind and our thoughts it can be very blurred you know we have to keep our however we speak we have to keep it quite simple because it can appear that you know we're talking in code or people think that they don't know what we're talking about people think that we're lying or even yourself can actually be confused about what you're talking about as well you know this this is a very dreamlike state and neptune is quite deceit and neptune can be very deceitful it's one of the most deceptive planets actually another thing guys i will be doing a series based on planets for another time but yeah so with neptune because mercury in gemini is very alert it's very quick it's very you know here there everywhere learning writing speaking it's constantly on the go it's constantly alert and neptune being there is gonna you know neptune saying you know yes i know that we're gonna do this but let's just like relax and calm down and oh did i actually say that and Mercury's like, but that's what you said. So they clash as well. And then Mercury's like, but you know, why are you not being clear what you're saying? It's like, I am being clear, but you know, if we just like think about what we're gonna do and it's just very dreamlike, but also it's forgetful, it's also can be deceptive. You know, Mercury will get confused because it thinks that Neptune's gonna be lying and and even for us as well and also don't be surprised if we start hearing things on like the media or you know actually lies could actually be exposed as well or people could actually you know be lying at this point and also this can be in the workspace as well also our relationships too it's just best to try and keep things simple guys and you know you know this is also to do with like conspiracy theories as well so be mindful that you're very skeptic to believe in things that looks real and it's actually not and also be mindful of people like who you're around with too this is what the planets are saying and you know there's other things i've spoken about you know the one of the best thing to do is try and be creative as much as you can you know we are in cancer season which is going to be really a great time for our intuition to create so any type of like writing drawing or even reading something to do with learning as well something that can help our imagination the card that we have and it's really funny you know guys because we have the lover's card and the lover's card is actually the gemini card can you believe it so but this lover's card is reversed so what the what the message for the lover's card is showing us is like you know when you have the lover's card i don't think i've had this a lot actually 
but it is about cooperation you know it's about you know merging the two like bodies into one and you know it can be to do with love but it's also about you know meeting with people and you know making choices as well um it can be you know we have to like heal like the two sides within us heart and mind or even healing something within our relationship and you know now that it's reversed and it's very fitting because we have the square to neptune and it actually makes sense this is showing us that you know we have to like resolve like the two energies that we have within us you know try to you know this card is also saying that you know we have to like merge like you know we have two sides to ourselves and with these two planets they're very different from each other one's a go-getter and one likes to like dream and think and create so this is about you know personalities definitely coming together and you know resolving a conflict but also you know this mercury even though it's reversed it is saying that you can still work with like the crazy energies that is actually going on you know and you know even if even even though with the planets this card is also saying obviously there can be some delays happening but still there's other things that you can do to work you, there's other ways that you can work with this you know so th this is definitely about creating or even you know being around people that you love and you know you learn from also you know when it comes to that communication as well be with people that understand your ways and hopefully they understand your ways as well so the reverse lovers card is showing us that we have to merge it we have to merge ourselves in a way even though things are very difficult so that is for wednesday so it does get a bit crazy even though it does get you know it starts off really positive but also a bit zany we still have that mercury square neptune also on tuesday we have venus and it opposes saturn so venus and also we're gonna we're coming into like also we have the cancer new moon which is coming up as well but with venus opposing saturn this is this is this energy is from until thursday yeah and with venus opposing saturn this energy i've spoken about this as well on my cancer you know season which is going to be very pivotal throughout the whole month but just like a little overview it does mean that when it comes to like relationships we can find it hard not to really like emote ourselves we're going to be stopped a lot in our tracks and you know venus in leo is about you know expanding ourselves you know expressing ourselves in a way that we don't want to be restricted and with saturn being there it's going to restrict things it's going to make us feel very uneasy so this also can bring a lot of insecurity you know this is not just in like our love life but also in ourselves in our finances but venus rules and you know in you know even we can feel quite self-conscious as well because we may go out with our friends or even you know show our partner a bit of love like how do i look and your partner's like mm, you look a little bit 
they can like criticize and it can make us feel self-conscious even though we feel really really confident so you know just you know be mindful of of that can happen but also you know Saturn is all about you know during this time some people can actually feel quite down quite depressed because Saturn is limiting is limiting your freedom is limiting your happiness but Saturn is only just trying to make you see that you just have to slow down but still because it's in a fire sign this can really like make the fire burn really low or like dim the light so no wonder we're going to be feeling like this the card that we have for this is actually a Leo card and it's the king of wands and this is a very dignified card this is a very strong energy it's also you know the king if you see the king it's like dressed in a robe you know it's standing sitting straight it's got its jewels on it's got it's it's got the wand you know straight up and also it has you know a nice like, like a nice robe as well red and gold so this is about being strong in yourself but also this is this is not reversed as well but this is this represents you know status and wealth because this is what the king rules so this is a leo card and it's showing that you know you have to stand in your truth you know you have to try and be it's not about being open because it's very hard for leos to be open but it's just showing you that this king of wands is showing that you know keep your honesty keep the way you are also be aware that no matter what comes at you it's just going to make you stronger okay because nothing can let the king of wands go down and nothing can let nothing can let the leo go down and also anything you know the king of wands is also saying anything that you feel is restricting you is just helping you so not only do you not make mistakes but you know it's gonna make you more see things in a positive way even though it doesn't really feel positive it's about you being a bit more fair-minded and you know not trying to you know be like the little rascal that you know that the little rascal like oh, i'm gonna do my thing my way you know the leo king the leo the king of wands card is about independence as well so don't be afraid to like show your independence but you're just gonna have to do it in another way okay and you know and also know that you know good things will come for you as well even though it does feel very it's not like very it's frustrating but it's not like you're having to work extra hard it's not like a square it's just more of seeing other people's points of view in you know before you like proceed forward like before you like buy something before you you know um do something on a whim you just have to really think but also it's still telling you just to stand in your truth but also stand in your you know your strength as well so you know and also that sort that that actually does coincide with the new moon which is in cancer on thursday the 8th of july we're coming up to the new moon in cancer we have you know mercury Queen Cox is Pluto. So we have Mercury in Gemini. And sorry, we have Mercury, sorry, in Leo. And it Queen Cox is Pluto in Gemini. 
Pluto in Capricorn, don't mind my word, in Capricorn. Now these two energies, it doesn't really work well. It's more like a very, like there's, there's no like deep conversations happening, but still it can make us feel like, you know, it can bring out so much dark thoughts within us. You know, our mind can go somewhere where we don't really want it to go because Mercury in Leo is, you know, is very much a... Mercury in Leo. Mercury in Gemini. I'm so sorry. Mercury in Gemini. We are out of the retrograde, yeah? Yeah, we are. So Mercury in Gemini is such a fast-moving place to be, but when we have Pluto in Cancer... It can make us not only move fast, you know, this energy is saying, the planets are saying, you know, I'm going to move fast, but then why am I moving, what am I moving fast from? And after them, if we just stay quiet or if we just stay still, then we can see like lots of like dark energies coming up. So we can sort of like, even if we don't want to, this will sort of force us to think about the what we're trying to like hide away from in our minds run away from and gloss over this is what this energy is saying and you know it can be very hard to like communicate what your deepest thoughts are as well because capricorn and gemini these two energies you know all the star signs they get on well in their own way but with mercury being in there and gemini and, and capricorn it's just like it's just like they're looking at each other like what can you offer me and what do you want from me okay so there's that so it's like it's very it's very like suspicious the energy is very suspicious no one's really sure of what 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 some what others want you know and other themes could come up as like you know deep in, intense dark thoughts but you know it is really good for if you're doing any type of like you know any type of like investigation work because you know when something quincoxes that means there's nothing in common and when we have nothing in common with someone they can still um annoy us if we use it in a great way this is great for like doing some research reading um even like self-analyzing ourselves as well you know there's a, when it comes to like because pluto is about investigation so we're investigating our own thoughts so this is what the energies this is what the two planets are saying and you know obviously being you know because we are in this with the, the square we just have to be very in making sure that our intentions and how we speak is very clear because people think that you know you don't know what you're talking about and you know um it can come across as like lying so just be very mindful and you know especially with the neptune involved just be mindful of any you know lies or any fraud you know because these two energies they don't really work together like the neptune so they sort of like coincide with each other and the card we have is the queen of swords now the queen of swords is a very is a pretty powerful card you know it's about the mind so it's very it's actually really good for this you know it's actually a libra card and this is about you know mental process as well it's also about intuition as well it's also very creative and it is not it's not reversed and it's showing us that 
you know this is about you know with, with this card being about mental process and thoughts it's also about authority within our thoughts so you know like i said before with the queen cox it's really good for like any type of research and the queen of wands card is showing you that you're going to have your mental process will actually work well in your favor during this time okay and anything that you anything that comes up anything that you feel that is going to be at a loss or anything you feel that gets too dark you can definitely overcome it as well you know because this is a strong card the queen of wands is a very strong willed card as well and you know any loss and also any losses that you feel and come across during this you know you're going to have to try and balance your heart and your mind and it's not going to be easy but you know if you just try and remain on that page because you know this being a libra card it is about you know the it's the scales and the scales will show us that you know we have to try and be balanced try and be as balanced as we can so try and be balanced in what we're thinking and what we're saying you know and you know if we want something as well the queen of wands is also saying whatever we're trying to put across or what we want as long as we keep the communication like consistent and precise we can get what we want as well we just have to be very true you know because the queen of wands doesn't play this card doesn't play and you know it's a very it's it's, it's an end and i feel that also with this energy is that it's not to be played with as well you know when you have it whenever you have a sword card it's you know when it comes to that mind it's very mental very logical it's about you know and you know the energize of the thoughts so especially when the queen of swords comes it's not you it's not to be you not to play around basically because things can sort of like catch up with you because you know libra is the scales it is like the justice it's the card of you know um good and bad and that's what the queen of wands wants us to know but you know we can work with this really well you know the mental process is gonna help us especially if we use it well then we have obviously the new moon in cancer and you know the new moon in cancer i've spoken about this in my you know my podcast check it out i've also uploaded a new video as well with the new moon in cancer check that out i don't want to go too much in too much detail into it but then we have you know we have let's not forget we have venus on thursday it squares uranus and i've spoken about this as well so you know it's just saying that basically like our love life can change but it can actually change for the better it can you know enhance you know things can actually change we can also find ourselves spending a bit more you know finding ourselves um also you know it can be but the spending can actually be quite reckless but we can meet really nice and exciting people you know our lives can you know this is about you know especially when it comes to our relationships trying something different trying something new you know we could also meet up with people that are quite very different to us also with venus ruling like our appearance great time to be experimenting with our appearance guys you know what a, actually what a, and it lasts till saturday as well but this is also you know with this new moon in 
um, Cancer, okay? And the Venus square Uranus card, we have the Five of Swords. Yeah, lots of Swords cards, guys. You know, even though it is a very emotional month, there's still a lot of, like, activity at play within our minds. And the Five of Swords is, you know, the message for this Venus square Uranus is obviously, you know, you know, it's lovely that things change for us. But, you know, this is about, um, this card is saying about, you know, we are moving away from, like, the old as well. And, you know, if there is, like, a loss that's going to be happening, because if you see this card, there's this guy standing with three swords in his hand, and there's two, one person's walking away, and there's one of sorrow. So, you know, if there's any, because there's going to be a lot of changes that's happening during this new moon, and whatever changes come, it, 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 it's, 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 it's obviously it's a loss, you know, and especially if we break up with someone, someone we actually love, or there's something that we're holding on to and it ends, it's sad, it's a huge loss. But sometimes things have to leave our life because we have to adjust to something new, you know, and it is very uncomfortable. You know, the five of swords because the five is about change and the change is very it can it can actually is topsy turvy as well. So the more we hold on, the more we, the more we are resisting change. So the change also, especially during this new moon, is about everything in our life. It can be our lifestyle, it can be our fashion, it can be our clothes, it could also be a change in the relationship. It's actually best if you try and move with this change because the five of swords is saying, you know, and anything that actually comes into your mind as well. If you're just like resting and you have this sort of like eureka moment, like, oh, I'd like to try that. The five of swords is saying, do it. The five of swords is saying, do it, you know, because if you resist it, you're just going to cause that more, more difficulty in your life. And when we do have these like eureka moments, that means you know it's you're obviously you're supposed to do it but obviously it's you know not procrastinating as well okay and it's your intuition speaking to you sometimes you think it's more of your mind because this is actually a mind card but still it's your intuition and it's going to your mind you know your brain for difference that can happen so you know this card is just showing you that you know um even though you don't like the old way of yourself you know you've got layers that are actually peeling now and you know go for it and even if it does feel uncomfortable still try and go for it because you just never know and you never know how your life can actually change as well and don't be afraid to mourn the old you yeah we all do it no no one likes change this change comes in in different ways and you know we, we're all stubborn we are all stubborn in our own way I, I would love to meet someone that isn't you know but we are all stubborn we're all set in our own ways but sometimes just sometimes it's even if something strange pops up into our head even if it's like what someone said or something we actually want to say this is a communication card just say it and even if it backfires on you at least you said it okay 
and then we have so that's like the new moon energies um especially with the venus square uranus on sunday the 11th we just have mercury going into cancer yeah finally mercury going into cancer and i feel that a lot of us are going to be feeling a little bit relieved because you know the venus you know the neptune has been into you know neptune has been into you know mercury squid you know mercury's been into his home sign for, for what seemed like for years but now it's going into you know cancer and it's more of an emotional time our thoughts are going to be tended towards like the home and it's going to be more emotional you know um we may not feel really energized to do much but still you know if there's work to be done we're going to do it but we will do it when we feel like it as well but also when it comes to like our communication it's going to be more emotional you know more you know yeah it's going to be more emotional and we're also going to be seeing people's intentions as well because mercury being in cancer is a very psychic time but you know it can also make us feel and think um you know our mind's going to be very alert to people's intentions but we can also get still can get quite moody because we're going to be taking too much you know i wouldn't say it doesn't work well it depends what some astrologers do say it doesn't really work too well in cancer because mercury is such a moving planet so but it is if we take that the good parts it is you know it is emotional it's emotional time so conversations will tend to be more emotional and also the thoughts will may also go back to the past as well the card we have for that is a justice card and this justice card is to do with you know when we have the justice card it's you know it's a libra card you know and libra rules cancer's fourth house so it's no wonder we got this card because thoughts will be going back to the home but i feel and also what the justice card is saying is about you know being cautious and you know thinking before what we say thinking before we act but also you know sometimes whatever we pick up during this cancer season you know it may be you know even if it is too much if you feel that if you feel that someone is lying to you don't be afraid to call it out and if you know be mindful also of your surroundings as well and you know try not to be so indecisive when it comes to like making the decisions because you know this is a card that is very much about you know justice as usual but also it's, it, it's definitely to do with like business and personal justice so you know if someone's treating you bad don't be afraid to like really call it out and if you feel that there's injustice in any way call it out you know and also you're going to bring you like your emotional in, in your emotional intelligence into it as well so yeah the, the justice card is actually going to be helping during this mercury in cancer card because it can actually make our minds actually more stronger and you know even how we communicate it won't be very aggressive it will be more on a you know it'll be more that like you'll just be more heard you know but the, the emotional intelligence will be there and you know leave this justice libra card is cardinal like cancer so how i feel that people will be communicating their truth 
and it will be more on a um, not shouting but like this is what I think it'll be like you know soft but firm fist in a velvet glove that's what this justice card is saying for us for the Mercury and Libra okay so that's what the cards that's what the planets conversations were saying and that's what the card messages were saying to collaborate and now I'm gonna bring out some Oracle cards for all the signs for all the signs the messages that you can work with and the Oracle cards that I actually have is there these Oracle cards are very creative Oracle cards and I'm glad I brought this out because we are in a creative time it, you know spiritually creative emotionally creative uh, mentally as well you know we are connecting more to our home and our loves so the first card we have obviously is for cancer and your first message is pay attention to your dreams so it's saying you are receiving guidance cancer while you sleep even if you don't remember your dreams the answers are in your mind where they appear in order to help you so this week cancer from the 5th to the 11th really pay attention to your dreams listen to your intuition if a lot of stuff hit too much cancer take time out for yourself go for a walk but also you know this is a great time especially this week because when it's coming up to your the new moon in your sign this can make you feel more, even more tired so it's great to like go to bed early with hot cocoa and just dream away and you know if there's something that you actually want to do cancer your dreams will actually give you loads of messages leo you have nurture yourself so invest in time and self-care will yield more energy for you and i'm not surprised leo because you you know the sun's in your 12th house and this is a house of you know being, being at peace, being at rest, but also letting go. So it's about nurturing yourself, you know, be kind to yourself, Leo. You know, um, even if you feel that there's a lot of work to be done, you know, we have we have how much, seven days in the week, you can space it out and don't try, try not to be too hard on yourself as well. Virgo, detox time. So release detox from your body, mind and diet. And I'm sure a lot of you Virgos might actually be very happy with this message because you're all about your health. So this week is about looking after your body, looking after your health. And, you know, some of you Virgos might even feel that you want to do something very new anyway, especially with this new moon in your 11th house so this is a great time to detox you know um you know it could be anything like drinking more water and you know eating a bit more healthier foods which i don't think is very hard for a lot of you virgos libra divine guidance the ideas you are receiving are heaven sent for your prayers so you can be getting a lot of guidance this week libra obviously listen to what you know because there could be lots of like synchronicities happening it could be from friends it could be from people it could also be from your work as well because it's highlighting for you so you know you could if you are stuck on an idea you know speak to people 
you know and also but also you have like the last say as well scorpio inspiration yes your ideas are divinely inspired take action according to motion so this, this week scorpio lots of inspiration that you can gain and you know just about opening your mind to it and inspiration ideas are everywhere for you it could be in your dreams it could be when you're watching the tv talking to your friends you know it could be it could be it could be anywhere this week scorpio so just be open to it sagittarius editor your writing or other creative project benefits from outside help and support and because you are ruled by the ninth house Sagittarius this is a great time so when it says your writing or creative project benefits from outside help and support if you are doing or even thinking about writing this week is the great week to actually start it because you know it's in your eighth house this is a very emotional house for you Sagittarius but you know it's re it actually really great to write down your thoughts and if any of you Sagittarians are writers or wanting to anything published this is a great week to get an editor Capricorn you have writers group create or join a writers group to join inspiration friendship and support so Capricorn you know you're gonna be feeling it this week you know you have seventh house action so but even though it says writers group you know this is a great week this week to write down your thoughts Capricorn and you know or even you know be seeking out a group or you know the, the seventh house is to do with like partnerships so you Capricorns could be seeking out a group or just writing down your thoughts and you know you could even actually meet new friends as well this week so when it says writers group it could be you know you actually writing your thoughts or even joining the writers group aquarius you have speeches and speaking you have important messages to deliver that can help others aquarius this week is about being around people that you love you know you know speaking to people even making a speech and know that whatever you say this week is going to be very not only very important but it's going to leave a lasting impression on people so if you are like making no if you are known to be making a speech important speech this week remember to just to go over it because it could like be very life-changing pisces helping children so part of your life purpose involves teaching, guiding and helping young people. So I feel Pisces this week, you know, this could, this, if you have children, you know, this is a great week to like, you know, because it's in your fifth house, it, it actually rules children as well. So there could be conversations about having children or, you know, even helping your, ch your children if you have any, or even like getting a new job that is actually connected to children. So this week might be a very life-changing week for you for something new concerned with children. Aries. Authenticity. So trust your life self. Who God created, divinely perfect, has the strength and knowledge needed for this situation. So this week, you know, you a lot of, a lot of you Aries may not be feeling at your best because this is in your fourth house. So 
you know, might be going very inward, may not want to be around too much people, may not want to work by yourself, but as long as you are being your authentic self, Aries, you cannot go wrong, and, you know, just trust yourself as well, and also, you know, any type of, like, knowledge that you seek is going to be, you know, any type of knowledge that you seek is within you. Taurus, you have allow yourself to receive. So open your arms to welcome the blessings and answer prayers that your angels are sending you. So Taurus, this is in, you know, you've got a lot of third house action. So you could be thinking this week, thinking about what you would like to change in your life or what you would like to actually say third house is about communication so then it says allow yourself to receive allow yourself to believe that things there's nothing that impossible that cannot come to you allow that allow and see that new opportunities will come to you your mind's gonna be very powerful this week especially the new moon being in your third you know whatever you envision or whatever you think and speak it can actually come just have to believe so when it says allow yourself to receive allow yourself also to believe last but not least we have gemini and it says ask for what you want sorry about the noise so when it says ask for what you want clear communication with yourself and with others helps you avoid misunderstandings <clears throat> and speeds up the process of unanswered prayers so you know gemini we are coming out of sign with mercury i'm sure some of you gemini's will feel like a little bit of a sigh of relief you know because you have been buzzing and you've obviously been starved the show for a very long time so this is about you know being just being clear in your communication and not you know um try to be yeah, try to be as clear and concise as you can be especially when you're asking for something this is a great week actually you know I've, I've said it before but i feel a lot of you gemini's this is you are the great manifestors so just be clear with your mind and be clear with your communication and um, like it says it helps avoid misunderstandings so with neptune being there this can actually muddle you up a bit you know so if you are going to be speaking to someone just maybe just go over what you're going to say um, if you're making speeches or if you're learning or if you're teaching someone just be really mindful but even though it says ask for what you want this is great to be writing down also what you want as well if you want something new to come into your life this week so that was the oracle messages for all the signs and that was the you know planetary message and tarot cards for everyone as well so guys i hope you like this reading please don't forget to like share and subscribe you can also send me like a voice message as well tell me how this week has gone for you tell me how the new moon has gone for you as well so guys thank you very much for listening to this podcast and you know you can also check me out on tiktok instagram also my youtube channel which i do monthlies and i also do dailies as well with the tarot cards so thank you very much guys and i'll speak to you soon take care bye
Hello everyone, this is Nikki K and welcome to Beyond Astro K podcast. I am your host. Today I'm bringing you another chapter of Diary of a London Black Queen by Miss Marcia Morris. So guys, are you ready to hear what's happening in her world? Let's do it. So day 26, April the 15th, 2020. I had some strange dreams this morning. I couldn't even tell you what it was about, diary. They were just overlapping each other. So walking today is a proper godsend. The kids, you know, they were busy with their work with Floyd. So I had some extra time to get some work sorted. Today, it actually seemed really rushed and really fast. I had to answer some questions lots of emails and also lots of questions from work and everything just started to just really sort of like get on top of me a bit but hear this one of my colleagues Susie is taking some time off at first I thought wow it's a bit early but then I thought "Mm, it must be serious Paula our supervisor she's gonna do a zoom chat with us at 3 p.m very interesting the kids they had leftovers for lunch and then they decided that they didn't want to do any homework but once again me and Floyd had to read them that riot act about their tablets and if they wanted to have their fun time sometimes diary all you have to do is mention the things that they love and that will be taken away so We finished their work about 2.45 and then I had my Zoom chat at 3 o'clock. Boy, I tell you diary, it was drama. At first, we couldn't hear what Paula was saying because her mic was off. Then, when she was speaking, it was like she was shouting. But finally, she told us that Susie is taking some time off because both her parents have the covid Her dad is really ill and it's really serious. And Paula, she also, you know, Paula, she didn't want to say it. But from what I gathered, that Susie, she suffers from anxiety and depression. So this definitely has caught up with her. I mean, this is really sad. You know, it's also shocking as well. Susie, she's such a nice lady. You know, she's kind of quiet, but also you can laugh with her. She has two kids and is married. But sometimes, diary, you just don't know what people are going through. Paula, my supervisor, as I've been talking about her quite a bit, she did seem quite in a happy mood, you know. She kept on asking us how our parents were and she kept on telling us, you know, we have to keep safe. Then I caught up with the news The health secretary, Matt Hancock, has set like new guidelines that will allow people to pay, you know, close people, close family relatives to pay, basically just to say goodbye to their relatives. I mean, God, you know what, diary, I don't even want to say what I mean, to be honest with you. But anyway, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Marcia.
So, another day, another dollar in the Morris household. You know, as you know, in 2020, it was very busy, especially for a lot of parents because they're homeschooling and they're also working. But luckily, you know, she's very lucky that she has a husband that she can share it with. But still, it's really shocking to hear that, you know, someone from her work is, you know, taking some personal time because of anxiety and depression. And with this whole COVID as well. Because it's still early, you know, it's still April in London. And, you know, they're, they're in the middle of the early stages of the lockdown. So, obviously... You know, we know what's going to happen, but, you know, because we're still in 2020 of this diary, there's more to actually come. So I'm not really surprised that, you know, that she's shocked about what's happened. She, I've, You know, I am surprised, but she's also surprised that, you know, her friend, her colleague Susie is suffering from anxiety and depression. She never knew about it. You know, sometimes at work, we don't really... Like we, like bus jokes of our work colleagues, you know, they're cool, but you know, she's right, you don't know what they're going through, you know, and it's also a bit of a shock when you find out they have also a mental health um, problem as well, you know, um, I think during COVID anyway, even if you were someone that was you know, relatively, you know, sane, um, something like this can just sort of tip you over the edge. And if you've had it already, it's obviously even more worse. But generally, I feel that Marcia is shocked because, you know, it can really happen to anyone, even the most sanest of people. So even when she said at the end that she can't even say what she feels, it's because... You know, having to say goodbye to people that are going, it's really sad. And it can also make you think about your own parents too. So, you know, this chapter is very sad. It's very sad. But, you know, obviously there's more to come. Cause remember, they're in April. They've got all, she's got all the way till December. And it's going to be more interesting. And... Yeah, it'll be very interesting to hear what else Monica Morris, Marcia Morris, has to say. So, thank you very much for listening, everyone. And Marcia Morris and I will speak to you very soon. Take care. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is Nikki Kay, and welcome to Beyond Astro Kay. I am your host. And today, guys, I am bringing you the long-awaited Pluto Generations. Now, like I said in my previous introduction to this, I'm going to be talking about all the Pluto Generations. And I'll be touching upon, we're going all the way back, back into time, into Pluto in Aries, Taurus and Gemini. And then... We'll be going into the Cancer all the way. Maybe we're going to touch upon, obviously, you know, Aquarius and Pisces. So, first of all, what I'm going to do is going to talk a little bit about, you know, the history of Pluto. 
and then I'll talk about the early generations and the early generations they've definitely influenced what is to come for what's happening now so let's get to it shall we so touching upon we're going to talk about Pluto first bit of history because Pluto you know is ruler is Scorpio it's the eighth house it's about transformation it was actually discovered in 1930 as we all know, or some of you who don't know, Pluto is about death and rebirth. It's a planet that has been, it's like very hidden. It's like hidden from sight. It's really small. And, you know, it's discovered in 1930. And in 1930, obviously, you know, some some of our grandparents or great-grandparents were born then. It was of the Great Depression. So it was a heavy time also. During 1930, that was like, you know, a time of like fascism in Europe. Like Pollute, like Scorpio, it is hard to know. It's very hard to know because it's quite small. It's very dark. It's very complex, you know, deep psychological. Pluto represents the darkness, you know. So whether we have Pluto in our charts, in our personal house charts, it represents the darkness that's inside of us. But also it does represent the transformation that can actually happen as well. So, you know, it's also to do with how we control ourselves and people. You know, this is about psych psychology, you know, the deeper mind, what is really buried underneath. And also it's how we, you know, manipulate, control and get gains with not just from ourselves, but from other people too. There's also definitely like a mysterious aspect to Pluto, you know, because part of, you know, part of our personality, which is obviously we've all got this aspect, mysterious aspect, you know. So Pluto also, it does mean death and rebirth. You know, Pluto is not afraid to cut things off dead. You know, the darker side is you know, seeking revenge by being ruthless and, you know, getting revenge, even by being cruel, this can be a form of bullying. There are definitely lessons to be learnt with Pluto and this, the lessons that we're going to definitely learn is like, especially if power is used to our better good, you know, we can actually really transform to be a better person and, also in the most beautiful way but if not and you know if, definitely if we still hold on like you know plotting and scheming you know well Pluto is a sign of karma I think everyone just thinks it's just Saturn it's actually Pluto too so Pluto is one of the most powerful planets and also one of the and you know and also one of the like the generational planets as well, because we have Uranus, we also have Neptune. So Pluto is in that whole generational. So each Pluto generation represents how they have transformed in some way and also opened the doors to like the next generation. So first of all, I will talk about, you know, Pluto in Aries to Gemini. And then, you know just to see what was created then 
and then we'll definitely go deeper into like the Pluto in Cancer to Capricorn, but also touch upon Aquarius and Pisces. So that's a, like a little bit about what Pluto is about, what it actually represents and how it, you know, transforms us and also how it, you know, not only transforms us, but how it also is, you know, how it, how it can actually help us as well. So, with that being said, guys, we are going to go to Pluto and Aries, okay? So, Pluto and Aries is 1822 to 1885. The next time, I'm not sure if we're going to see this, is going to be in 2068 to 2098, so this is about pioneers, self-starters, very fiery, lots of energy. So this is the first cardinal sign, Aries. You know, the cardinal signs are Aries. My mind just went blank, sorry. Is Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. So we are now in a, you know, we're in a cardinal, Pluto as well. The last cardinal sign is Capricorn. So we are in the third, we're going all the way back to the first one, okay, so, you know, this is a fire, this is all about, you know, the first cardinal sign, it's a fire sign, it's ruled by Mars, and when you, you know, when you put, like, the Pluto energy of Mars with Pluto, it's very explosive, so this Pluto in Aries is about being bold, you know, having courage, being brave, there's obviously a darker side to this, you know, Pluto and Aries, it can be very corrupt, you know, build and deconstruct just for the fun of it. I know that sounds strange, even, you know, even if they are very bold and entrepreneurial. You know, when I look back on the history of Pluto and Aries in 1822 to 1852, Pluto and Aries came into great power and there was a huge push for leadership. Also, you know, there was a there's a lot of ex being exploitive energy that was going on, so we did see a lot of like villains, and you know they wiped out um, towns, and also you know they wiped out like with Native Americans, um, you know Native American lands, making sure they didn't they didn't own anything. Also, white Americans they pushed for like new territory, especially when it came to you know, um, slavery of African-Americans, you know, we all know how that also definitely went down, but, you know, this is also, that that's also like the much deeper side of this Pluto in Aries, and also this generation that were, you know, that were born in this generation, you know, Pluto in Aries is very quick to assess a situation and really take action very quickly, they are leaders, you know, this is a cardinal, they are also, you know, when it comes to like assessing the situation, it's not like waiting for anyone else to help. It's all about just going for it and, you know, not being afraid to go for it by itself. Um, they do definitely take advantage of situations and especially if it can definitely benefit them. So also, you know, they are very brilliant um, at taking on new initiatives. They're very brilliant at 
you know, starting new things, building new things, but they're also very rebellious. The obsession that they have is for freedom, you know, freedom in how they are, freedom in speech, and, you know, in especially when it comes to, like, their approach in the world. They are much, they are much, you know, they're very much advanced in everything that they do. And, you know, they are here, you know, their transformation is to definitely, they're here to transform, you know, in a good way, they're here to transform and start new enterprises, starting new, you know, taking action. But they're also here to slow down and really think before they do anything. But it's not about stopping, it's just about really thinking and not going headstrong because that can also lead to like obsession with taking over and not thinking about anyone else you know celebrities that were born you know with Pluto in Aries was Mark Twain the author JD Rockefeller the businessman and philanthropist and JP Morgan right so we're going to go into Pluto in Taurus so this is very you know i even wrote down it's very old school you know actually let's go to the the time it happened so um pluto in taurus was 1853 to it's very persistent. There's obviously a love of money and beauty. This, you know, Pluto and Taurus is you know, stubborn. You know, they can hoard, but they can also, you know, whatever they want, they'll feel that it can actually benefit them to climb that mountain a bit higher. But also, but in a slow way, they are very great at building a solid foundation and making things go their way. Because remember, their opposite is Scorpio. Okay. They have a huge need for financial security and, you know, they find it hard to let go. They are really great at building any type of enterprise for the long term. It's about, you know, starting things slow, but then making sure that they work hard to build for the long term. They're really great at, you know, making friends with like influential people, you know, because they're very charming. They're very good at spotting opportunities and also, you know, seeing, you know, and seeing how they can actually gain more. But, you know, the progress is definitely slow with slower than Pluto in Aries. And they are about, you know, considering things before they actually jump into it. Change doesn't go very well. Remember, this is a Taurus sign. It's very stubborn. It's fixed. So this is Pluto, fixed Pluto energy. So change doesn't go very work very well for them. It's very hard for them to change. So it's no re it's no wonder why, you know, um, whatever they are going, whatever they start, they 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 just stick to it. They don't try to change anything at all. And as Taurus is a fixed sign, let's not forget with this, you know, Pluto in Taurus, especially regeneration, it's about beauty and luxury. So I feel that there was a lot, a lot of transformation when it came to like materialism. There was also a definite standard of beauty that a lot of people, 
there were some people that obviously didn't fit the mold you know in those days but they the standard of beauty was measured quite high and i do feel that with this polluting taurus that when it came to like beauty and also you know i don't think makeup was really invented then but it, it was more to do with like the clothes and the fashion who you knew who you surrounded yourself with and it was very hard to get into that type of circle it was also very hard to for people to think that you were beautiful because you didn't have that sort of like classical type of look classical as in it could actually be plain but it's just actually considered beautiful in 1852 to 1884 and taurus transformed its you know when it came to like property it also it, it was a lot of property but also a lot of you know extreme wealth but also a lot of poverty and you know in august the 20th 1619 the first africans were brought to usa of slaves you know which actually shows the greed of this taurus in the pluto and taurus so you know selling people for money you know that was like the shadow and dark side of this Pluto and Taurus is here to transform their traditional values, you know, their, you know, their need for control and materialism and not really get overly greedy and obsessive. So, so people that were actually born with Pluto in um, Taurus was Pablo, Picasso, Mahatma Gandhi, Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud. So there was a lot of you know powerful people that were actually born at that time then we have sorry about that guys i don't like to be disturbed i'm sure you guys don't too so then we have so we're going i know we're going all the way back but i just thought it was a bit important right then we had polluter in gemini the last time we had Pluto in Gemini was 1882 to 1914. And then we're going to have this again in 2132 to 2159. It's such a long way away, guys. Right. So, Pluto in Gemini. So, Pluto in Gemini is... This is this is so we've moved from the fiery, you know, the starting initiation. You know, they started, you know, Pluto and Eri started the action. We're moving from, you know, beauty, materialism, the fixed energy of Taurus. Now we are all about communication. So Pluto in Gemini is flexible, versatile, about communication and also reinvention. And also, you know, this is a mutable Pluto. And it's ruled by Mercury, so the themes are definitely evident here. You know, this is about communication on an intellectual level. You know, coming up with new ideas, inventions, there's a big eagerness to learn. Pluto in Gemini is also about knowledge. So this is a knowledgeable generation. And, you know, it's not surprising that we had some of like the best actors, directors and writers of this time all the people that were actually born during the, the Pluto in Gemini, they became, 
you know, the great inventors when it came to showing things on the screen. As an ear sign, it's not surprising as well. Pluto and Gemini, they are, you know, very, you know, Pluto and Gemini, they're very curious. But, you know, they can start and stop, you know, at any given moment. Because, you know, remember, this is mutable. They can get very bored very easily. There's also a great interest about life and death. You know, they can, inf which also it is about influence and manipulate for the mind's eye. And through the, you know, this is also helps with like their transformation. This also helps trans transform themselves. So every day, so everything tends to not be long lasting, especially this generation. They're very much about reinvention. Pluto and Gemini, they love change. So, and also they have, you know, how they transform is about also how they transform is about you know seeking more information and also this is lots about gains and knowledge it's not really surprising also with pluto and gemini that you know when they were alive and kicking there was a lot of you know maybe i feel that they were like the first celebrities as well um, especially when, as they get as they, especially as they got older because you know before it was like lots of in, industrial and you know um, lots of like games but now it's more to do with like media so that's why I say I wouldn't be surprised that they were the first you know celebrities and you know this is the third house which is about media so this was also a time that the telephone went mainstream and radio was also reinvented and also music and you know this was also the beginning of mainstream media maybe you know what happened then or what started then you know when it's concerning media and newspapers is definitely influencing us now Pluto and Gemini you know is here to transform all forms of communication but also they have to master you know, whatever they learn, it has to be, you know, whatever they learn, even if they learn in something really fast, it's not to be, you know, and also when it comes to like when they, you know, speak in facts, the facts have to be real. It's not about, oh, I heard this and okay, that's it. I'm just going to go and tell people. It's about, you know, when, when they get facts they have to really fact check things instead of like shooting off, you know. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I feel when it comes to like, you know, when it when it is because you know, this was the start of like mainstream media, and you know, Gemini is one of the great master manipulators. Not in you know, it can be seen good or bad. Mm, Remember, mm. they are twins, so when it comes to you know doing something within the media people believe what is said so that's one of their that's what they have that's what they're here to do they're here to communicate but they are also here to tell the truth too and they're here to master telling the truth but there's also other things that they need to master as well like when they start something they have to it's all about finishing it and trying to also be 
not necessarily grounded like staying still but just you know be within the moment you know because if you start something and you follow it through it can lead to even more greatness so that's what i believe that pluto in gemini is here to do the celebrities that were born with pluto in gemini are charlie chaplin alfred hitchcock and agatha christie these are pioneers you know great pioneers their work is has tried to be you know, their work has i think that i believe that it's tried to be copied duplicated you know they pioneered a lot especially the alfred hitchcock on screen agatha christie with the books and charlie chaplin with acting and mime so it's a great generation so guys that was the early stages of the Pluto generations i hope you enjoyed this episode next week i'll be coming back with the Pluto in cancer and and leo so guys i hope you enjoyed it you know feel free to send me a voice note and you know if you want any other questions but also you know yeah just send me a voice note if you can um don't forget to like share and subscribe i'm also look much looking forward to you know delving deeper it's very plutonic delving deeper into all that the pluto generations especially when it comes to like you know like our grandparents or great great grandparents um how they are because we are actually going into like the grandparents era now the pluto in you know the pluto in um cancer so yes but even even so guys it also could be the pluto in gemini because you know there were some people that were actually born like our great grandparents were actually born to pluto in gemini so but i think you know pluto in cancer is more what's happening now um it will be quite actually it'll be quite shocking to hear that pluto and gemini is still alive some people that are born pluto and gemini but you know you just never know um but yeah pluto in cancer they are actually the second cardinal signs they're actually running things now so it'll be very interesting to hear how they reinvented the home when it came to family roots but also there's another side to pluto and cancer and also with the pluto and leo as well how they reinvented and pioneered you know um when it came to the arts and you know they were like the they were one of the first no not one of the first was actually pluto and cancer but yeah, it'll be very interesting to hear how they reinvented themselves, especially when it came to like the 60s as well. How they ran away from their Pluto and Cancer appearance to, you know, go their own way. So I'll be delving deeper into those two guys. And thank you very much for listening. And I'll speak to you next week. Take care. Bye.